You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Reverend Trudy Daly. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. We get everything from our fathers, whether we know our biological fathers or not, whether we live with them or not. But that's what God teaches us, to honor our fathers. Now some aspects of poor fatherhoods or poor fathering, you know, sometimes the roots get rotten. If the roots are bad, can they produce fruits? Majority of the time not, and the fruits won't be good and rotten fruit rotten roots will destroy the tree and the thing is about watering we never water the leaves we never water the fruits we water the roots because the roots is what's the most important and the foundation if it's improper defected the whole building will be condemned the whole building was is going to fall down and you know, I, we've, we've heard this phrase, and I've said this phrase many, many times, that the fathers are the head of the household. Today I want to declare something and add something to that. The fathers are the foundation of the family. The fathers are the foundation, the roots, the groundwork of the family. That's why we need strong fathers. That's why the enemy is attacking fatherhood. That's why we have this problem with fatherless homes, because the foundation is gone. The Bible says, if you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. If we break the fathers, if, if we twist their mind, if we put them down, if we don't build them up, if we don't encourage them, who's going to lead? Who's going to take charge Who's going to lay down the foundations? There's this phrase that we often hear that good times, good times, produce weak men. Weak men produce hard times. Hard times produce strong men. Strong men produce good times. That's how the world goes around, and we see generations after generations. When the men are strong, when the men are following God, when the men are following the precepts of God, the families are strong. The society is strong. Remember where we came from in this country. This country was built on biblical principles, and it thrived, it blossomed. And we call it America for a reason, because God blessed it. Because people took a stand and said, you know what, we want freedom for religion. We want to declare the word of God in our homes, in our families, in our schools. We want the word of God to prevail. 
You know what? And God honored that and blessed that. And there were solid homes. There were solid societies. Look at all the things that was created before us. Today, it seems like it's going in a dump for one reason. Where are you, men of courage? You know, I often listen to that movie because we're driving and we have it in our car and our kids listen or watch that movie, Courageous. And I sometimes, you know, are questioning myself. Where are you, men of courage? Who's going to take a stance for this next generation? If not us, then who? If we're not going to pray, if we're not going to go out there and build young men who's going to be strong fathers, what's going to happen after us? And sometimes people say this, well, it's okay as long as I'm going to heaven. What about your children? What about the next generation? What about their children? When we read, God said, I want to bless your children, your children's children, and as many. That, mean God, that means God's concern about every single one of them. Every single one of them. So it's a big thing for us fathers to consider. To build that house. Because we are the foundation. We are the foundation of the family. We have to honor the fathers. But we have to teach the principles of honor. That means give honor where honor is due. Treat men with respect, with honor. Put them in their right place. Today, it's just neutral. Men, women, I, I, I'm not putting, woman, hear me. I honored you right be, from the get-go. We thank women. Without women, there wouldn't be no men, by the way. So we're not, we're not running away from that. We thank you guys for all, uh, all the, the support that you do provide. But today we need to really examine, really examine what God is calling us to do here and now. I want to give us some practical applications for us fathers. Some things that the Word of God teaches us to do. It, it, it shows us how God the Father does to us and, and is teaching us to do the same. We're made in His image and likeness, and we're supposed to reflect who He is. Amen? The first thing that I want to turn our attention to is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children. Instead, bring them up in training and instructions of the Lord. We need to train and we need to instruct. Just a side note. Everything in life is based on information and based on revelation. I will repeat that. Everything in life is based on information and revelation. For example, if, it, if I did not know how to use this microphone... It's there. I know that it there is there. But if I don't know how to use it or apply it, it brings no blessing to any of us. So we need to teach ourselves to know how to receive information, 
practice it, and then put it to use. When, when we're teaching somebody to ride a bike, we demonstrate it. When we're teaching somebody to read a book, we're, we show them how. Everything in life is based on information. And then the realization of that information, the revelation. So many times there's things that we don't know. And we can be blessed by those things that we don't know. For example, majority of you here do not know how to repair furnaces. Right? And because you do not have that information and that revelation, it's not a blessing for you. And, and vice versa. There's things that some of you do know. There's information and there's revelation. And that's a blessing for you. Everything in life is based on those principles. Is when you know and put it to practice, it's going to be a blessing. So what we need to do with our children, with our men, with our boys, with our teenagers, and with men, we need to train them. We need to instruct them. We need to say this is what the Word of God says to all of us. So, dear friends, dear men, dear partners in crime, we're always supposed to be learning. You guys with me? Always supposed to be growing and developing. No matter how old you are, there's things that you don't know yet. There's things that I don't know yet. There's things that God wants to reveal to us yet. Always need to be training. Always need to be growing and developing. Never stop. There's no such things as plateaus in the um, growth pattern or development pattern. There's either you're going up or you're going down. You don't stay at the same level. If you're not developing constantly and you're not using those muscles, you get flabby, weak. I don't know if that's even a word. Training and developing. That's what the Bible teaches us. Fathers train, develop, instruct, teach. Number two, Deuteronomy chapter 1, 30 and 31. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. I love this verse. The Bible tells us that God the Father fought for us. God the Father carried us. And not only one time, until we got to our destination. I want to preach right now. Dear brothers, you need to fight for your family. You need to fight for your home. You need to pay the price of battle for your situations. And you know what? Not only one time. You need to carry them on your shoulders. You need to carry your spouse on your shoulders. You need to carry your children on your shoulders. You need to carry your spiritual family on your shoulders until they get to the destination. When is that? Till you die. Come on, brothers. We need to go and fight for our family. You think the devil is going to leave our destinies alone? You think the devil is going to let us get into our proper places with the proper anointing and the proper position that 
God has placed us in without a fight? You really think so? Forget about it. He's going to fight you tooth and nail to destroy you because he's out there like a roaring lion looking to devour some people. We need to fight for our families, fight for our homes, fight for our churches because God the Father fought for you. Carried them until they got to their destinations. My dear friends, let's not give up on fighting. Is the battle going to be tough? Absolutely. Are you going to have sleepless nights? Guaranteed. Are you going to have some bruises and cuts and bleeding? Absolutely. I guarantee you those things. But keep pressing on. Keep fighting. Keep carrying. Why? Because he will be with you until you get to the destination. The good work that he's starting in us, he's not going to just take a pause and a vacation. He's going to finish till the end. So my dear brothers... Let's keep pressing on for our families. Let's keep pressing on for our congregations. Let's keep pressing on for our churches. Let's keep pressing on for our city, for our state, for our country. Let's press in for the fatherless homes. Let's press in. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep carrying them. Amen? We need to do that. That's our responsibility. That's what we're called to do. Psalms 103.13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. One of the other things that we as fathers need to have is compassion. This world, and especially our children, are going to drive us crazy. They're going to do so many things that we will disagree with. They're going to drive us berserk, if that's a word. But remember when the prodigal son went away and did some horrible things. And the father was going out every day. The Bible says when he saw him, he had compassion on him and he ran to him. If we don't develop compassion in our hearts for this generation, for the next generation, and for the following generations, my dear friends, we're going to be bitter, we're going to be harsh, and we're going to lose our children. We need compassion. We need to love them like God loves us. So many times we are like that parable when we come to church when we come to the temple, and we're like that Pharisee who's saying, God, I give tithes. I fast twice a day. I do all these things. And then our children come behind us, right? And they're hitting themselves in the chest. <laughs> God, I'm a sinner. Have mercy upon me. The Bible says that that man went more justified than the right self-righteous people that go to church. Come on, let's have some compassion today. Let's have some compassion to this world. I'm not saying to agree with the sin. I'm not saying to allow all this mess. No, 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 not, not at all. But let's love and show compassion to the people out there. That's what Jesus did. Read the Gospels. And he had compassion and healed them. It's all over the New Testament. Compassion is something that we fathers absolutely need 
and it's hard for us to do, by the way. Hebrews 12, 7 and 8. Hebrews 12, 7 and 8. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and, ev and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not a true son and a daughter at all. One of the things that we need to do, and this world is allowing everything to run havoc and not disciplining their children, not putting laws and rules and things that they need for their benefit at their growth, at their level. We need to discipline our children. God says if we don't discipline, if he doesn't discipline us, then we're illegitimate. Then we're not his. Then we have no right to be heirs of the promise. Discipline is very important. Until it becomes a habit, discipline is what sustains us. Do you guys hear me? Until anything becomes a habit, discipline is what sustains us. If you don't have a discipline to read your Bible, you're not going to have a habit. You have to create a discipline first. And after you create a discipline and make yourself, then it's going to become a habit. Then you're gonna, it's going to be part of you. This is what you do. You know, every, every morning I get up and I have a habit. I drink coffee. Why? Because I've been doing it for X amount of years. Except for when I fast. But it's a habit. I'm programmed that way. If I get up in the morning and I read my Bible, it's because I've created a habit or a discipline to do that. It's everything like that. Prayer. Who's got time to pray nowadays in our busy schedules? Discipline will make it a habit. We have to discipline ourselves and we have to discipline our children if we want this generation and the next generation to be changed. Anybody with me? We need to get some discipline in our lives, brothers. Now I want to say another thing. That many of us and some of us hear the same preacher, that's all fine and dandy. It's good. I like it. But what if I missed the opportunity? What if my kids have grown? What if I wasn't that father that I should have been? What if I made some mistakes and now I regret those things? What about my situation? I have good news for you. Real good news for you. That there's a God in heaven who forgives. Amen? There's a God in heaven who still cares. He's the best father. The Bible says that even if a mother leaves her own child, her own flesh and blood, he says, I will never forgive. I will never, uh, never forget, sorry. I will never leave you alone. One of the things that can change and should be done in our lives, if that's where we find ourselves today, is repentance. See, repentance is very important in every aspect of our lives. 
If we made a mistake or have done something wrong, we have to acknowledge it. Take ownership. Until we take ownership, we will not be able to be free from it. We have to acknowledge our wrong to make it right. That's the first step. Repentance is saying, God, I've messed up. God, I was wrong. God, I didn't realize the damage that I was doing generationally. Bringing curses on my family generationally. Creating havoc in my families generationally. Not only for myself, but future generations. You have to come and repent. You have to make things right. Lord, I messed up. And the Bible says that every person who comes to Him, He will not forsake. He will not cast away. As long as you do it from a sincere, open heart and saying, God, I realize my wrongdoing. I realize. I admit it. Oh, God, I confess it to you. God is able to forgive. God is able to forgive. But that's not all. When we realize that we were doing something wrong or not doing something what we should have been doing, we need redirection. We need to change something about our situation. So if we never prayed about our family, if we never proclaimed the Word of God over our home, over our family, we need to repent of it and start doing it. We need to start praying for our children. We need to start praying for our home. We need to start praying for our families immediate and further out. We need to start praying for our community, praying for our city, praying for fatherless homes. We need to redirect. Declare the word of the Lord over your family. Declare the word of the Lord over our city. Declare the word of the Lord over fatherless homes. Redirect. Is very important. Number three, God is a God of restoration. Anybody agrees? God is a God of restoration. And He calls us to restore just as well. If we're able, we need to do our part. So if we have children that we have neglected or did not invest, and they have been fatherless, my dear friends, to the best of our abilities, restore the relationship. Restore the lost time. Time is gone, but if there's something that we can do, you need to do it. From our part, we need to do. Restoration is God's process. See, many times we like God's forgiveness. We even will consider redirection. But restoration, we get kind of hung up on that. Well, that means that it's going to cost me something. Yes, my friend, go restore that relationship. Go pay your alimony. Go pay. Go restore to the best of your abilities, and God will honor you. Because a God is our, God, our God is a God of restoration. And number four, I'm giving you four R's to close responsibility the most important aspect of fatherhood is taking responsibility 
repentance, redirection, restoration to the best of our abilities, but after responsibility. They are your responsibility. Today, the world presents everything cheap, everything fast with no consequences. And people life, love sex with no consequence. Out of marriage, who cares? There's abortion. There's consequences. And people, men, if you have a child, take your rightful responsibility. It's a God-giving assignment. Be responsible for your offspring. Be responsible for your offspring. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but I know I'm talking to myself. And I'm talking to some people in this place, and at the same time, whoever's going to be watching. God is calling us to repentance as fathers and as men of our cities, of our homes, of our nation. God is calling us to redirect our focus, to change some things in our lives. God is calling us to restore. Restore those relationships. Mend those broken relationships. Number four, responsibility is on you. We trust God to provide for us. We trust God to take care of us. We trust God to listen to our needs and our problems and everything that we go to. You have a responsibility as a father to do the same to your children. If I can have Evan come up. My dear friends, fatherhood is important. It's not the fact that the fathers are the head of the household. Forget about that. You're the foundation you are responsible for your children. You are responsible for your wife. You are responsible for your future generations. So what you do today, the investments that you do in prayer, in Bible study, in, in developing yourself and investing into others, that's what we're going to come to reap in our children, in our grandchildren, and future generations we want to change this world right we want to change this world right we want to change our society our city well this starts with us it starts with me it starts with me as a father to do something about this fatherless pandemic it starts with me how many times Nick, did you pray for the people who are struggling as a father? How many times did you fast? How many times did you bring them before the Lord? How many times you came up and pray and say, God, Father, uh, brother, I want to just stand by you. I want to support you. How many times did Nick do this? How many times did Nick talk about the fact that men, we are called to high standards? The men... We're the foundation of the society, the foundation of the homes. I'm not belittling women at all, not at all. But we have to play our part. We have to play our part. If we don't do something about it, God can't do nothing about it.
I want you to hear this. That the way that God works is by man and through man. He has limited his abilities. He can fix everyone. He can fix every home. He can mend every broken relationship. But the way he cho chose to work here on this earth is by men and through men. So that's why we preach. That's why we teach. That's why we encourage. That's why we pray. That's why we get together to build each, each other in the faith. To strengthen one another. To carry one another's burdens. And this way we will fulfill the law of Christ. My dear friends, if we don't take a stand for our country, if we don't take a stand for our city, if we don't take a stand for our family, the devil will plow us over. Nobody will be able to do anything about it. It's going to take you to do something about it. And I'm all for having somebody pray for you. I love doing that. I love standing in the gap. I love helping people. That's what we're called to do. But there's some battles that you have to do on your knees before your maker. As a father, God has put a topic that I'm going to be sharing sometime soon about priesthood. There's very important aspects about priesthood that men were called to. The Bible calls us kings and priests unto our God. We have a high calling just even by carrying the name Jesus Christ. Followers of Jesus is a privilege, by the way, and we as men, we need to take our rightful places today. So I want to close and ask all of you to stand right now and ask you this one question. Where are you, men of courage? Where are you, fathers of faith? Where are you, men of God, that God has designed you to be? Where are you? My dear friends, I see an army rising up of fire-breathing men of valor. When the anointing of God flows through them, the gates of hell will not prevail. Structures will be shaken. Families will be reunited. The grips of the enemy will be broken and the chains will be ripped apart because God is raising some men who are going to take a stance. God is raising some men who's going to do something about their situation. Pray if you need to pray. Fast if you need to fast. Repent if you need to repent. Get on your knees before God. Get in a group. Get some men together. Do something about your situation and about the close relatives, friends, society that you have, do something about it. Today's Father's Day, and I want to bless you with this message. 
that a year from now, on Father's Day, when we get together, we're going to look back. We're going to say, look what God has done. Anybody with me? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you so much that you love us. Oh God, that you're the awesome, ultimate father figure. The example that we're all trying to be. Oh God, I thank you. That Father, you can right all our wrong. That any mistake, and there's a ton of them, oh God, in our lives. You can restore. You can forgive. And Father, you can give us the empowerment to take responsibility. Father, so I pray right now for each and every person and each and every man, oh God. Each and every father, oh God, in this place and all that will be watching. Father, I pray that you would give them this burning, Father, desire to change their situation. Father, that the anointing of the living God, that the Spirit of the living God will dwell mightily on them, oh God. That they're going to be a living example and living proof that our God is alive today. That the gates of hell will not prevail against the church because there's men that are set on fire for the kingdom. Because there's men and fathers that are taking a stance for their family. And they're kicking the devil back where he belongs. Father, let them fight. Let them carry. Let them, Father, not, not, not Father, faint, O oh God, in their fight against father the enemy but father i see a mighty warrior i see a mighty army that you're that you're rising father in each and every one of us oh god that you're gonna do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think and father i thank you for the privilege to share what you have put on our hearts father to these precious people i want to thank you for this house i want to thank you for the angels of this house pastor trudy Pastor Ivan, Father, for the privilege to minister here. I pray, Father, that you would reward them abundantly. Oh, God, increase their grace. Increase the blessing upon their life and upon this ministry. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.